0: with your host, Zay Young-Vander. It's the fantasy football fiend himself, Zay, with you once again. Got my man Young-Vander with me. Holla at the people, Young-Vander. Yo, 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 fantasy fiends, what's going on out there? Yo, we got a lit show for you today. We're going to be going over a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts we're going to be able to really drop some jewels on you today that's going to change the way you think about approaching trading and the best way to ensure that your trade makes sense more often than not if you can make it make sense it'll happen so we're going to hop into that a little bit we got news for you we got rapid fire 10 for you we got everything you're going to need to make sure that you're up to date with what's going on in the fantasy world but first our news <music> And now, your fantasy news. Amanda, we got a lot going on right now. You can tell the season is right around the corner. Everything from QB battles to injury, coaching philosophies. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. But I, so let's kick it off with um, my squad. Looks like the... <laughs> Looks like uh Cam has done something stupid again. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess he didn't know the the COVID or the COVID rules or understand what was going on with that and it's causing him to miss like five days. Right. Did you see anything about that?
1: Uh yeah, I'm not sure hundred percent of the complete details. Uh, I know he quite didn't understand the COVID testing protocol. Okay. And uh with that being said, he had this thing in place now where uh, just like Cole Beasley um, he tested negative but he was in close proximity with a team staff member that tested positive
0: oh so, yeah um Gabriel Davis um, they said he was in that same boat but both right. of them are um, in the, the protocol now. right
1: so they put him out for five days so I think that's something that cam is going through he might not necessarily tested positive or anything but I guess the new protocol is if you you know don't go the way they have set up, then you, it's like an automatic five-day suspension.
0: Yeah, because they're saying that uh, he won't practice until Thursday, and he needs to remain away from the Patriots facilities until Thursday um, due right. to misunderstanding the NFL's uh, procedures. So, um, that's that's kind of, you know, I, I don't know. know. Those guys, man, he just, dude, he just like, can't get right. Yeah, he can't like, get right. It's, it's always, always something. Yeah. Crazy. So, we also have uh, Carson Wentz. Um, he's Handling first team reps already, yeah, so I, I, I mean he was supposed to be. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you though. I think more than anything, he's just trying to keep a job. There's no way he can be healthy. I, I just don't see it. Like like you you were supposed to not even attempt to be out there and until like a couple of weeks into the season but now all of a sudden it's like i don't know he, he just became the bionic man all of a sudden like man he nah I, I don't see it i really don't
1: it may be something that he may end up re-aggravating uh not sure if he's going to complete the whole season going into it with that type of injury especially not giving the proper time to heal because they was uh even considering a uh, surgery was a yeah. actual option so if, if that was an option, then. Nah, something's not right. So, like you say, probably just feeling the pressure of like I might lose his job. I got to get back out there. So he's probably going to be playing hurt most of the season. You know, well, like I guess the entirety of the season that he he stays upright.
0: So yeah, we'll see how that ends up working out. Uh, let me ask you this: as far as that Cam situation is concerned, do you think that that's a in 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 Bill Belichick's mind a serious enough violation to put no. uh, Mac Jones uh, no. in front? No, Uh, because Bill
1: Bill actually came out and said that uh, someone needs to play better in order to challenge Cam for the job. Okay. So
0: I didn't even see that.
1: Yeah, that was like just recently came out, seen this morning, where he said someone needs to play better. So I think Cam has played well enough not to lose the job. But Matt Jones hasn't really, you know, exceeded or, you know, anything like that in order to just take the reins over. So it's just going to get Matt Jones probably more first-team reps. And that's about it. I think it'd be Cam's job when uh,
0: Wink is back. Continuing down the path of the uh, QB battles, if you will, Jameis Winston did himself a few favors um, in this uh, most recent game. So how <coughs> how are you looking at that battle now? Or is it still a battle? Do you think that was enough for Jameis Winston to actually to to win it?
1: Yeah, I think he. I think Jameis actually. Jumped in front. Uh, seemed like they was able to move the ball efficiently, uh, more vertical, more downfield. You know, James—he a gunslinger. He to right. take a shot, and I think that's one of the, the things that you know—it's a pro and a con. You know, he definitely—that's a fact that he adds to the team that uh, Taysom Hill doesn't. I mean, he's a—he's a real quarterback. Come on, I mean, the guy won the Heisman playing quarterback. The guy was the first pick in the draft playing quarterback. I mean, he's a quarterback. You got to Hill, Who's a Swiss Army Knife
0: That's true Playing
1: quarterback So I think he's better At the position um, So I, I think he definitely Gave himself uh, The lead When it comes to that race For sure I Also put Marquez Calloway On the map um, Absolutely This is the guy That's taking over that Thomas Vacancy And he definitely uh, Showed that They have some rapport
0: and he was still on my waivers in my dynasty league, so I went ahead and Man, scooped him he's, up. He's, he's,
1: yeah, he's not going to be a surprise after, the, after uh, tonight. Well, after
0: last night, always got to pay attention. Are paying attention for sure. <laughs> got to pay sure. attention. Um, looks like uh, DeAndre Swift is moving well um, after coming back from his groin injury. You got Ceedee Lamb and the COVID protocol. AJ Brown finally made it to practice, so he's good to go. Um, something that's concerning to me, Saquon Barkley, he's still not really doing much. Like, like it's expected for him to not be in any preseason games, but like he's he's still not really even going seventy five percent in practice yet. So, like I've said several times, I'm off of him. He he really scares me for for where you would have to draft him to get him. Yeah, I don't see him uh coming in right
1: away doing anything major. He'd probably be eased into the offense. I would say at least the first three, four weeks of the season before he really probably gets a, a full complement of, of carries and et cetera. Like I don't I don't I would stay away from him. Well at least starting him. If you going to put him on your team and stash him, that's cool. But as far as like put him out there as a clear
0: clutch starter for me week one, no way. I wouldn't do it. Looks like Johnu Smith is back in practice your boy sammy watkins is absent to start the week from practice um don't know what's going on with him uh undisclosed injury it, man, all, all the pass catchers for baltimore are already hurt like it's it's not looking good bateman is hurt watkins is hurt andrews got carted off in an ambulance the other day they, they said they said it ended up not being serious but you know, that's, I think that's he was uh, dehydrated or something like that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, uh Brown, Brown yeah. also too, right. I mean, it, like a lot of people for them. Um, give T.O. a call, man. Give Look, him and Ochoa. <laughs> you need somebody.
1: <laughs>
0: give give T.O. a call, man. He answered answer the phone, I promise you. Uh, Let's see here. We also have um, the injury to Travis Etienne. They're saying he has some type of a Liz Frank injury. I hate to hear that word as it pertains to running backs that depend on their quickness and the suddenness of movement, the the amount of pressure that you have to put on that foot in order to get those moves off. Um, I I I don't know even if the injury in and of itself. Um, isn't of the major Liz Frank variety, I don't know that he's going to have the confidence necessary to kind of springboard off of that foot the way he needs to to make those cuts. Um, If he's going to have the confidence in that foot to to be able to do those things. What's your
1: your thoughts on Robinson with that new
0: I think he'll be a holding in the road guy. He he definitely has talent. He would be worthy of probably an RB two spot now. Um, and then the other thing that happens now is you're going to get Carlos Hyde involved early. Being. Carlos Hyde is not a uh, Urban Meyer guy, is he? Absolutely, so he was there. He,
1: absolutely. He brought him in. Yeah. Oh, why would I? He, why was I thinking Carlos he, Hyde was there late
0: last year? He, well, see, not only did Urban Meyer bring him in, you got to remember that that was Urban Urban Meyer's guy in uh, in Ohio State so like he he knows the system backwards and forward like he's he was the uh, one of the originators um as far as running back is concerned uh, uh him and beanie wells and those guys um when when urban Meyer started using h-backs and you know catching out of the backfield all that kind of good stuff so i think we're, i think this is going to be an opportunity for him to go back to his roots if you will um because he knows, and Urban Meyer knows that he definitely has the skill set. That skill set is what got him his job in the NFL. So that's going to be kind of interesting in and of itself. Another thing,
1: uh, uh sleeper tight end, Adam Trotman was carted off.
0: Yeah. Um, versus
1: the Jags, he's scheduled to undergo uh MRI on his foot. So.
0: Did you see any? Did you? Did they say what it was about? Like what happened to him, or like what? what
1: uh, just knowing that's a foot injury. The, foot injury. The X-rays oh. came back negative. Okay. So we just have to see. Like you said, though, with ATN, when she hear those words like Liz Frank, man, I'm like you. That's just one of the words I don't want to hear when it comes to a foot injury. Nah. Especially when I don't a, hear Liz Frank. I don't want to hear turf toe. You know, those yeah. two words. I'd <laughs> yeah. like,
0: nah, I'm good. You in for a long season. Right. Uh, we got another injury Um, to... Um, Daryl Henderson now with him having a thumb injury so early in the season that may open the door for a veteran to be um, added to their uh, backfield and currently you know you have Xavier Jones um, then you have uh, Funk as well Um, the the rookies back there nobody else so if if Henderson was to go down um, you basically have some no names that might end up being starting running backs or having valuable you know minutes almost immediately so that's definitely going to be something to monitor and um as you draft keep in mind um you know as you maybe pull off that first trade or you know something like that and you have that open spot you might want to you know backfill it with with someone like that that was just kind of waiting in the wings on the waivers because you want to kind of have those guys that can make the biggest jump um when you're looking at picking up waiver are people versus looking at people that have the biggest name on the waiver so that's just something else to consider with that injury. Yeah, to
1: those, those uh x-rays came back negative and they're saying he's day-to-day
0: cool cool so cool, it's not cool. Look
1: like it's uh, some thumb injury but it doesn't seem like it would be something really serious
0: They're saying that um, Leonard Fournette is set to share early down duty. So uh, that sounds like that's going to be a full-blown committee with he, Ronald Jones, and um, newly uh, acquired Gio Bernard. Well, uh, it's not
1: really him sharing. It's Ronald Jones sharing. Remember, he wasn't even started last year.
0: No, that's true. (laughs) That's definitely true. So
1: Ronald Jones is the one that's going to be sharing time now. It was his job. I am not. I'm, I don't have any interest in any of those guys. Uh, when it comes to committee, uh, I stay away unless one get hurt. I'm that guy. I'd rather really one of them get hurt and then let the cream rise to the top. But as long as you have three running backs, you'd have no running back. That's just always been my philosophy.
0: I get that, but I think things are about to change. And the reason I say that is because running backs get nicked up as is. But now that you're adding a, another full game, the – Every down back may be going the way of the dodo bird right now because, like, I, I don't know if you can literally be in every down back in this long of a season and have an uh, expectation to actually make it all the way through. So, that's well, gonna I'm be okay with some teams having two
1: running backs, but three, nah. I mean, okay. because it's my thing. Like, if, now if I have a guy that's gonna be my first, uh, second down guy, that and then I have a third down guy, okay, that's cool. I can live with that because I got an idea of that production. Maybe right. a 70-30, 65-35, 30, you know. But you have three. One guy may come out this series for the first two downs. And the next series, he may be off. And then another different guy come off. Like, it just, it's just too much of a carousel. So, the three running back situation, I call that a committee. Um, you can have a two-headed monster and be fine. But uh, when there's three guys, this I don't, want, I don't want anything to do with it, any of them, until one get hurt.
0: I can see that philosophy. The you only caveat that I the, the caveat that I see though is if you play PPR, especially if you play full point PPR, right. sometimes that third down back, yeah, he's yeah, he, he is more valuable than the two guys That's that are battling cool. out for the first and second uh, for the first and second um down work because he can get a pass for one yard and he just put up a point. You, you do that four times and on top of that four you get 60 yards well, you're in double digits. So I mean it, it just kind of it, it really depends on the league type um if you're in standard or half point I completely agree with you you gotta unless th- then it kind of flips because you can get the guy that doesn't get very many yards but's always in on the goal line because in standard it's all about touchdowns um more often than not so um if you, you have touchdown to, dependent. Well, in Compl- you kind of completely. touched on the-
1: <laughs> In a way, yeah, but when you have that guy that's just strictly a battering ram and that's it, he like uh, my guy White from from the from the Titans back in the day.
0: Yeah, thunder and lightning. You know what um, I'm saying? Uh, Lindell White. Yeah, yeah
1: Lindell, Like when you just we only gonna run you out of here when there's three yards to go. Ah man, that's a cool thing because you know I can get a quick six, but at the same time, it's like man. If you don't punch it in, you're going to have two points at the end of the game. You're going to have three points. You know what I mean? So, mm. And that's just
0: like the backfill your bench. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. But when when you need a running back and you're trying to figure out, okay, which direction do I go based on what's available to me, um, league type will kind of help you determine what's the best amongst the worst. Jets, Todd Johnson.
1: seemed like he's um, getting a little buzz coming up. I think. Initially, people thought Michael Carter was going to be the guy who looked like the best. But from the preseason snaps and, you know, it's looking like Todd Johnson may be a legit late-round sleeper, along yeah. with uh, Tev- uh, Tevin Coleman.
0: No, nah, I wouldn't touch Tevin Coleman with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Ty Johnson, you can get him. Um, I-, I don't even know if you have to get him in your draft like you can if your draft allows you to not pick a kicker or defense you can get like two extra players like he could be one of your, he could be one of your extra players on your bench until you get a kicker or, or, or defense whatever the case may be but um i believe that it's rookie growing pains if you will and it's probably more so to do with pass protection than running talent ty johnson isn't a bad running back at all But I wouldn't necessarily depend on him. I would still go the route of Michael Carter just sit on my bench, knowing that normally rookie running backs that don't start, they take over when it matters most. And they normally have the energy to kind of get you through the playoffs because they weren't running the ground in the beginning of the season. So I would still um, go with the upside of Michael Carter before I would go with the um, possibly higher floor in the very beginning of the season with Ty Johnson. All right, so I think that pretty much covers the news. Rapid Fire Time. Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. Rapid
1: Fire 10. 10 quick questions. 10 quick answers. Fantasy things want to know. Let's get into it. All right, going off of last night's performance. Marquez Calloway with the injury tool michael thomas does this make Callaway a viable wide receiver three
0: absolutely volume is uh king so he'll definitely have that
1: pick one cd lamb mike evans terry McLaurin.
0: who i'm gonna
1: go with terry um uh, man I'm, you love is this a high old state thing man
0: man listen you can tell it,
1: me it is. it's look because okay. i think you got like a bro uh what do you call that thing
0: I do not have a bromance with Ohio State. Oh here. man, Come it's on, the man. it's the situation. I'm it, I'm like against, this
1: close to buying you a, a jersey, bro. <laughs> it, go,
0: it, go, it goes it <laughs> back to volume being king. I I believe that he has the perfect quarterback for his skill set, and they they're only two proven um, wide receivers in the Washington Football Team's uh, offense in comparison to. Several pass catchers in the Dallas. Now, if we're talking about just straight up in a vacuum one on one, who do I think is better? I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb. But if you're asking me who I think is going to be better for fantasy, I got to go with McLaurin in that situation. I think and and get, the same thing I'm with gonna, um, Evans. It, I
1: think in our league, man, I think I'm going to get Terry and sell him to you later in the season. It's going to be
0: good. If you get yeah. Terry, I know I won't have him. Because so, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I already know how you do. And, and look, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna allow you to do to me what I do to others because I, nah. I recognize my I, I recognize my, my fandom. You know, so if it's somebody out, that look, if it's somebody that I know I'm a fan of, I, I in, in all likelihood I won't even ask you for them because I know I'm gonna be willing to pay too much for them. And then I'm gonna be looking like Dag, I ain't even have to do all well, that. Right, I could have got somebody that's just I'm as gonna as good. drop it in your inbox,
1: man. You can open <laughs> it up and be like, Oh, what's this? I'm gonna have a deal for you.
0: Okay, so Wince,
1: is he a QB two?
0: I don't want to touch him. I, that injury scares me, man. I really believe he's just coming back for, for selfish purposes. He's just trying to hold on to that job. Um, he, he's, it, I, I believe if the backup had not done so well, we wouldn't even be seeing him in practice right now. So, I, And maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit too hard on Wentz, but he gets hurt too often, and to have this type of injury that was supposed to take up to 12 weeks, and he back in practice, I, I don't like it. So I, I'm, I'm not going to touch him. He's- Speaking of carousels, you
1: like Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, or Matt Breida?
0: I have to pick one?
1: You have to pick one. Which one do I draft? Uh,
0: Whichever one you can get the latest in the draft. That'll probably be Breida. Probably so. I mean, they're they're, they're all, I mean, they're 2A, 2B, 2C. Um, (laughs) I won't even give either one of them a 1A. I mean, honestly though, but here's the thing. If Burita can stay healthy, he's actually the most talented out of the three, in my opinion. I think Moss is the most likely to get goal line work. And I think um Singletary is he's he's just kind of a journeyman that they're trying to turn into something that he's not. So I, I've never been really impressed with um Singletary, but Moss stays hurt. Burita stay I mean, they, they got three running back three running backs that stay hurt. So I know how you said earlier how you you don't want to pick anybody out of a backfield unless somebody gets hurt. Um, They would be one of those ones that you kind of, you know, you you toss it up in the air and hope for the best and hope that the one that you draft is the one that stays healthy. Um, Because out of the three of them, I give it two to three weeks, somebody's going to be hurt. I can't tell you which one, but they they get hurt too often for somebody not to be hurt. Pretty. Let me, pretty let me tell quickly. you
1: who. You know who Singletary is? He's like TJ Yeldon. I agree. But like he's I agree. That, that I that's agree. like a perfect comparison. Like he's not going to be good. He's Just a guy. Be bad. He's just a guy. You know what I mean? it's going to be there. He'll fill a spot. You can throw him in there. You know what I mean? Okay. You won't so. get a zero if you
0: use him. That that's pretty much right. all I
1: can guarantee you. Right. So, who will be the highest scoring running back this season?
0: Highest scoring running back. Um, obviously, barring injury. Um, I got to go with – actually, I'm I'm almost changing my mind on the spot here.
1: And I guess we can – it could be a two-part. It could be standard and PPR.
0: Okay. So, standard, I got to go with King Henry because he's most likely to get the touchdowns. Um, he's most likely to get the necessary yards. Um, in PPR, it's a toss-up in my mind between Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey just because – I'm looking at, I'm paying attention to what Cuba Hubbard is doing in the preseason. And if I'm the coach of the Panthers, I'm not about to run Christian McCaffrey into the ground when I now actually have a viable backup um, that can kind of take some of that workload off of Christian Um, Especially with the injuries that he had last year, you paid that man a whole lot of money. The last thing you want is to have a situation to where you can't utilize one of your most valuable pieces. So I can see him possibly not getting the same workload that Riverboat Ron gave him. You know, when when he was the coach there, just because there is some, um, you know, talent in that backfield now. So with Dalvin Cook's situation, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be everything that they ask him to do. He's going to be the the pass catcher. He's going to be the runner. He's going to be the goal line. um, And you have um, Madison, Alexander Madison, there just as a a running back that is very much capable, but he's just going to be there to spell him. Um, if he's tired, he'll come in. That's about it. So, based on, again, the, the theme right now, volume being king, I can actually see Dalvin Cook repeating if the volume that McCaffrey is used to isn't there anymore.
1: So, this is a yes or no question. Okay. Uh, will this be a bounce back season for Ezekiel Elliott?
0: Yes. And will not Aaron because
1: Finish top <laughs> five.
0: Ooh. This is a yes or no. I can explain. Knock, hey, knock yourself out. I'm gonna say no because I'm gonna have to. I got to try to figure out who he's gonna, gonna gonna boot out of there. Um, barring injury again, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, um, Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. Like Zeke
1: better than you like uh, Aaron Jones? Yeah, I do. What about um, Nick Chubb?
0: Nah, cause cause Nick Chubb, he's not gonna get the volume because of Hunt. I mean, we we saw a whole fourth quarters where he wasn't in the game at all, and then Hunt was just in there to kind of kill the clock or whatever. So I, he won't get the volume in some games. I think. Uh, and, and what scares me about um, Aaron Jones is he has a heck of a big running back behind him. What scares me is if he doesn't get the um, the touchdown from a bit of a distance, that they may not necessarily use him for goal line work. So that that also kind of. I mean, I, I know for sure Zeke is going to get all the work. Man, I don't know, man, but Nick Chubb, I think he gets enough.
1: I mean, this guy only played what twelve games last year and finished ninth.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't hear what I'm not saying. Nick Chubb is a stud. Nick Chubb, in my opinion, is p- probably the best runner of the running backs that we just talked about. Like he the the yards that he puts up and the way that he's able to avoid contact and the way he's able to go through contact. I mean, he's a stud. But again, I, I gotta look at the projection of touchdowns. I gotta look at how all that's gonna be divvied up between the players on your team. And and when you literally have a starting running back behind you, unlike some of these other guys at some point um, especially with this extended season I, I can kind of see them doing a little bit more sharing but again I'm, I'm not in any way saying that Chubb isn't worth drafting but you have to be specifically top five so that's what I think would keep him out of the top five in comparison to some of the others that I just named Matthew
1: Stafford QB1
0: yes mm.
1: will Lamar run for a thousand yards this season Yes. Lamar Jackson
0: absolutely so this would
1: be th- three years in a row yep <laughs> Okay, will Derrick Henry rush for two thousand yards? No, even with the addition with Julio Jones, you think it makes better?
0: Actually, you know what? Let me take that back. It's not the addition of Julio Jones; it's the additional game. So he has he has seventeen games. Wow! To you, know, now. you
1: know what? I never thought about it like that. So you know what? You know who's upset right now? Eric Dickerson. Absolutely,
0: because it's going to be several right? two thousand yard oh, runners man, now.
1: with punch. They got the sky it. right now. I know
0: he's upset. 'Cause think about how many how many people came close and all they really needed was one more game to do it. Right. So, oh, that's not
1: even cool though.
0: I mean, a lot of the records are about to come down. Wide right. right receivers too. I mean right. touchdowns in a season, yards in a season. For I mean, like in general, for every position. Like if you aren't breaking records at this point, like you just garbage. You got a whole nother you got a whole another game to
1: do it that's, in. That's, like, that's crazy. I forgot, I forgot, you know, I forgot to I didn't forget about the additional game, but you but think the effects about the now. Stats. Yeah, it's like another game of stats.
0: While so. we're on that, let me throw this out so I don't forget. Hit up your commissioners now. Move up the championship game by one week because it's not going to yeah. be the way it was in years past as far as week 17 being a week that you don't want to be playing fantasy football in because the way they got it set up, they have it set up to where that last week is actually going to um, – Determine a lot of Playoff spots And playoff positions, So the NFL was smart About making sure That the teams Wouldn't just be able To sit out players In those last couple of games So you know Hit up your commissioners Right now Let them know Hey we got an extra week Of fantasy Just like they got an Extra week of football
1: So for the very last question What rookie running back Is worth targeting For future keeper league
0: Rookie running back Worth targeting for, a for future keeper league I mean there's a lot Of rookie Devontae, running back. Yeah you have um, Carter You have Sermon I mean, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll, Ramondre, pretty much anyone that you would have drafted in the, the the first or second round in your dynasty uh, um, rookie drafts, I, I would say, are worth stashing to, to kind of see what happens. Um, but if we're talking about like people that you can get a little bit later, I would definitely say Ramondre Stevenson, um, who right now in in many drafts isn't being drafted. I can see him next year kind of making the same leap that um, Harris made when when we all thought that Sonny Michelle was going to be the go-to person. Also keeping in mind that James White is on a one-year deal. So he's gone, Rex Burkhead is gone. It's a good chance that Sonny Michelle actually ends up with the Rams. Um, There's some smoke right now that um, due to injuries going on with the Rams that that he may end up getting traded for next to nothing. But um, that may make Stevenson um, a valuable running back this year. And I think what's going to make uh, Sonny Michelle expendable is J.J. Taylor, the running back. I want to say he's from Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. But J.J. Taylor has been ripping it up in the preseason. And he's basically free to the organization because he was an undrafted free agent. So we, we may end up making a move with Sonny Michelle. And and, and I can honestly see next year um, reminders. So I think he's going to have the the LeGarrette Blunt role. So you know how LeGarrette Brunt got all of those touchdowns but james white was still able to eat because they had completely different roles i think it's going to be that sort of a situation
1: so if that trade was actually happening, how would you view sonny michelle
0: the same way i view him with the patriots he's just the guy mm. um, I, I don't i don't think he would be going at a start he, wow. he'd just be kind of filling the spot and, and if i'm the rams i would rather have him than go on the route of an adrian peterson or a Deion bell or, or Tiger Ty, Ty Gurley burned that bridge when he left. So, yeah, they, they're not making that phone call. I, I don't think, at least. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, so I think they really were... have Sonny Michelle than Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely. Have you uh, seen Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I've seen Sonny Michelle. Touche, touche. <laughs> but and then the other thing too is compensation. So and not only compensation, but Levion Bell has comes with a certain amount of baggage. He still sees himself as the Le'Veon Bell that should have stayed in Pittsburgh. Um and everybody else just kind of sees him as a veteran backup. I don't I don't think you'd have that bravado, if you will, um with Sonny Michelle. And and he does fit the bill for for um the type of running back that would make sense for their system. Uh, another quick thing uh
1: fantasy guys pay attention to the dates uh you know august 31st is uh you know teams have to get down to 53. yeah and you're going to start seeing some household names get cut and traded and uh leading into our next uh topic when it comes to trading this can be a very key thing to pay attention to so you definitely want to pay attention to uh, you know just just be be by the waiver waiting because as you get closer to to, to August 31st there's going to be some key guys get cut key guys get traded they could probably capitalize on in a deal in order to get some guys that you really want of more value or higher value so I would definitely keep my eyes peeled
0: for that particular date and I believe that about wraps up rapid-fire 10 We're going to talk to you today about some of the pivotal things that you um, definitely want to keep in mind whenever you're looking at what is, quote unquote, a good trade, bad trade or indifferent. So we're going to first give you the trade system itself, the trade guideline, and then after we give you the trade guideline, we'll go over a couple of different types of trades and then we'll give you some of our best practices and things of that nature. So here we go. The first thing that you have to do in order to successfully make trades in fantasy football is you have to be willing to build rapport. Um, Rapport is important on several different fronts. Um, The more you communicate with people, the more you understand and learn their likes, their dislikes, the teams that they prefer, the players that they prefer the situations that they prefer. When I say situations, uh, some people prefer to have uh, more running backs on their uh, bench or on their team. Some people prefer to have you know, more wide receivers. Um, if you've played with people for a couple of years, whatever the case may be, you'll kind of understand what they kind of like to have in their flex spots if your league has flex spots. So building that rapport and paying attention to things like that um, is definitely um, vital. Um, also building that rapport kind of builds the bridge to the conversation. And as long as someone is willing to have a conversation with you, um, at some point in that conversation, they're going to tell you how to sell them on what works best for them. Um, Don't necessarily go into it thinking that, okay, this is going to be all about what what I need, what I want. Uh, But by building rapport, you will kind of get the information necessary uh, for the next step of the trading process. So, the next thing you're going to want to do after you build that rapport is you want to set an agenda. The agenda is going to look like, um, well, it looks like, you know, you need a couple of additional running backs. Um, Have you thought about what you're going to do to fill that position? Or, Or have you, you know, made any offers here or there to fill that position? Just setting an agenda of what it is that you're looking for, what it is you've already identified that they need. So that way they know going into it that. This offer isn't just going to be about what I want off of your team. This offer is about what you need and what I want. Um, So that's very important because you just can't send out offers of who you want and then just attempt to give them everybody that you didn't want from your team. Now, in some cases, it's a match because they may have wanted someone that, you know, they may have a a higher opinion of someone that you have a lower opinion of. And those, that's the type of uh, targets that you want to identify. Um, but yes, yeah, so the next thing you want to do after you begin to build that rapport is set your agenda. After you set your agenda, you want to gauge interest. So who is it on my team that you like? Um, who is it on my team that you deem worthy of being traded to you? Um, you'd be surprised sometimes. A lot of the times you'll be thinking that it's some of your upper echelon players that you're going to have to move to get who you want. When really you got a. Uh, a a person that's a a fanboy of a certain team. And you might have somebody on your bench that they've been looking to get just because they're a fan of that particular person. And they've been, you know, you know, feeding into the hype. So always verify with whoever you're speaking with who they like from your team to craft the offer that you're about to send to them versus just who you think they should like. Um, And another way that you can kind of gauge that is by paying attention to the chat a lot of times people will talk about players or talk about situations in your uh, fantasy chat and you don't even necessarily have to respond in the chat you can sneak a little little message in the dm go ahead and little sneak a little trade out there well I know i saw you talking about such and such uh, apparently you like that particular player let's see what we can work out um and then that's that moves us to the offer phase i'm basing my offer to you based on your needs my likes or my wants are possibly my needs. So you have your rapport, your agenda, gauging interest. You make the offer and then rebuttal if necessary. Your rebuttal is, well, even if they say no, let me explain to you why this trade actually made sense, even though you said no to it. So if you can explain to that person where you were coming from versus them just thinking that you were trying to get over or. Versus them thinking that, oh, they ought to get me, whatever the case may be, then they're more likely to send a counter because they understand where you were coming from. So they can send something that's in that same uh, frame of mind, if you will, because you just broke down why it is you sent that trade. Like, say, for instance, if someone's uh, starting running back gets hurt and you have their handcuff, that handcuff is now very much more important to that person than they could ever be to you unless you were in need of a running back for a couple of weeks. So now I may pair up that handcuff with a wide receiver two and ask for a wide receiver one. And in any other situation that trade may have not, may not have made sense, but now that you're low on running back and you have a guaranteed starter until your guy comes back and I'm giving you a, a way to plug the hole that I'm making at wide receiver, you're more likely to, you know you might you know send another offer modify it a little bit you know well you know give me one other bench player whatever the case may be but the offer has to make sense for both sides in order for that person to be interested so that's the the trading 101 system you got to build rapport you set your agenda you gauge interest you make your offer and you rebuttal if needed
1: along with building the rapport is one thing um i make sure that i know uh, every uh team in the league I know who their favorite team is absolutely these are you know small things that could very well stick out so at, at the same time you put in rapport and you may this guy may be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan so if you have Mike Evans if you have Tom Brady if you have Chris Godwin and you, and you're trying to sell these guys you may want to reach out to this guy because he may be more inclined to take in that guy. He may give you more value. He may pay a little bit more because he's so fan of the team. So uh, these are things that you definitely want to pay attention to in a league. um, I don't say you have to get to know everybody in the league personally, but I I would definitely make an effort to know everyone in the league's favorite football team.
0: Absolutely. That's vital.
1: Vital.
0: 100%. Unlike many fantasy football shows, we aren't just going to talk about trading. We're going to give you – um kind of a a way to revisit and understand the types of trades that go on so we've kind of given names to certain situations so that way you can kind of keep them in mind what type of trade may make sense in any given situation so the first that we have is the trojan horse so the trojan horse trade is basically where you you're making an offer and the person that you're really most interested in is the person that to the untrained eye is the least interesting in the trade. So you're making that person kind of seem like a fill in or a throw in when really that was one of the main people that you were after based on what you see coming down the pike for that particular player. Right. So that's the Trojan horse type of trade.
1: Well then the Trojan horse uh, method, uh it's one of those things like you always talk about, um, seeing it before it happens. Right. Absolutely. So, if you have a player that you're just trying to get as a throw-in, this is probably a player that hasn't actually done much yet. There's value there, there's upside there, and you're just gonna be like, "Hey, we just throw this guy in," you know what I mean? Because if if this guy already start making some noise, it's it's no longer a throw-in. Like he's a he's in the deal. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: You know what I'm saying? So now
0: you got to pay for him.
1: Now you got to pay for him. So um, when you're doing the Trojan Horse method, you definitely wanna. Uh, aim for the guy that you maybe wanted before in the draft, but you weren't able to get him. Exactly. But you definitely want to get him before he does something. So, if if you wait till he goes out there and have a great game, forget about it. It's no longer a throw in. This is a guy. What you need for him, like that's how players are going to approach it. So.
0: Exactly. It's one of those situations. That it's the type of trade that you may look at um, in the very beginning of the season, like sometimes even before uh, games have been played um, because you don't want them to have an opportunity to see right. this person in action. So right. um, if, if you know of a situation and, and you have an inkling, if you will, see if you can figure out what the common ground is. Also understanding that the best players on the waiver are going to be there in week one. So you you kind of want to already have in your mind's eye an idea of who's expendable. Are you already creating a spot based on a trade um, where you're opening up a spot to get that person that's going to be possibly, um, you know, able to help you out throughout the rest of the season based on getting to that um, waiver spot before everybody else.
1: And, and and Trojan horse this is like a 2.0 kind of they kind of have a perfect marriage. Another method that's like Trojan horse 2.0 is seeing the guy that you want on the bench of the other team and you see the other guys he have on the bench of value you offer him more so he has to drop somebody And he'll definitely maybe drop that guy in your in your lap that's another way <laughs> to make an offer so <laughs> yeah, is, absolutely. there's a guy that you want to get as a throw in yeah. this guy may be the guy that's more expendable so if you do like three players for two players and this guy has to drop somebody all these other guys that may have better names on his bench so he's going to drop that maybe that player that you really wanted
0: so you can in the funny part about that them. But, but the funny part about that is if you had asked for that player that they were going to drop they might have just said to no you. to the trade right <laughs> that's the funniest <laughs> sure. part about it to me i'm like really I, sure. I, I i asked i've literally seen people drop players like just straight up drop them and i offered you something for the player and you preferred to drop right.
1: them like why didn't you come a like, deal just put him in the deal. i would to take him. You know what I mean? But no, nah, they'd rather... They'd
0: that's rather that stubbornness, listen. though. For sure.
1: <laughs> For sure. But that definitely is a method off of the Trojan Horse method that works 100% because a lot of times when you look at the other person's team, you have an idea who's probably expendable. Absolutely. And this expendable piece may be the guy you really want. It. So that's a way to do it. Force... Put more on his plate than he can handle. So he's forced to drop him. <laughs>
0: we we use that trade type quite often <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll
1: load you up you know I'll give you mashed potatoes, sweet peas yams, <laughs> rice I'm going to give you all this starch I'm going to give you everything that don't make sense I'm putting potato salad on your plate and putting everything
0: now so, that yeah. pork chop's small as hell <laughs> <laughs> but, but it looks like you got a full meal though right,
1: you got a bunch of sides and the meals is small for sure
0: that's how they do it. them buffets <laughs> get you full on the sides Uh, The second trade type is called point and pay. So point and pay is where you point out to the other player one of their deficiencies or the opposite, you point out something that they have an abundance of. So it's just depending on who it is you want. Uh, If they have a deficiency in a certain spot um, and that works towards your advantage, you point that out. If they have an abundance in a certain spot and you want to try to grab Maybe they have six, seven wide receivers and you want to try to grab one. You point out whatever the um, the outlier situation may be, and then you also point to the fact that you're willing to pay or overpay for what it is that you're asking for. But in all actuality, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to get someone that you deem in your own mind's eye as being more valuable than the person that you're giving up. But you have to paint the picture that for the other team, although this player wasn't good enough for your team, they'll be perfect for the other team. Now, this
1: method is actually one of Zay's favorite methods.
0: It is. Matter of fact, really this is. is
1: probably his best method. Um, it works <laughs> it works well for him against newbie and green guys, okay? But this method doesn't work for me because I'm an elite I'm considered an elite player and it shouldn't work for him because he's an elite player also but he'll tend to get a rookie or a green guy with it but uh, this this method it doesn't work for me at all because if I'm interested in a player people want to know why you That's know what true. I mean so it's hard for me to paint a picture for anybody and say um, well you know you need this they gonna be like nah right? what's, you know, what's going what you need you know it's <laughs> when when I come around looking for a player People stop what they're doing, run the Twitter, type the name in, do research, they're gonna be like, nah, nah. Something's up. He's your so full string quarterback. You know, he could be a he could be a full string quarterback. Mm-hmm. They don't give a damn what what's going on with him.
0: I agree. So I, I agree one hundred percent. So
1: if you're this guy in your league, unless you yes a and rookie. No.
0: So well, it doesn't necessarily guy, have to be a rookie, because what happens in many cases is you point out <laughs> what they already knew. So it's not that you're alerting them to an issue. Oh, you,
1: no, no, you alerting them to the value now. You're you alerting to the value because if you point, if you point out something, right?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> as as the, per, the, the person that you're asking for, yes. What right. I'm talking about is what I'm going to point to is I'm going to point to your pain point. You, you already know you got too many wide receivers and you messed up in the draft because you you don't have enough running backs on your bench now. So what I'm doing is I'm pointing to something that you already know is a problem. So therefore now that we both understand that it's a problem, we can both work on the solution. It doesn't mean that I'm necessarily attempting to get over on you in any way. No, but what it's saying is if I have someone on my bench, that will be a starter for your team. And you have someone on your bench that could possibly start for mine. It only makes sense for us to work for us to work together so you're pointing out either the deficiency again or the abundance of a particular um um, roster spot and you're just letting them know that you're willing to pay for what you're asking for so now now there are situations in which i'm going to try to get over and normally it's because the player put themselves in that um situation uh so if, if, if somebody gets hurt on your team, you're in a two quarterback league and you decided to only run with three quarterbacks. And now one of those quarterbacks is garbage or get hurt. Oh yeah. I'm about to hit you over the head. Cause I got a stash and, and there are no quarterbacks on the waiver. So either you're going to pay me, or you are going to pay more to somebody else? Because the only quarterbacks that they had were quarterbacks that they grabbed early. While meanwhile, I grabbed value quarterbacks late. So it's, it's one of those things that if, it's, it's kind of like people that are financially responsible don't go to loan sharks, but loan sharks still exist because they're always going to be fiscally irresponsible people. Fantasy right. is the same way. There are going to be people that are irresponsible. And if you balance your roster just right, you can be the loan shark that gives them what they have to have. But you're able to get more back for that player than you would have originally gotten because of the mis- mistakes of others so that's where that that, that long shark um, trade type which is actually the next one up but, um. but
1: this is another thing on that right I have an old car in the yard for sale mm-hmm. if my neighbor asked me to buy it that's one thing if Bill Gates asked me to buy it that's another thing so trust me the, the, the who you are in your league and if you're in a league that's you know that's been going on for a while, and everybody got an idea who's the guy. Trust me, you pointing out deficiencies the in their team, it doesn't sound the same coming from Bill Gates than coming from your neighbor. Because my neighbor may want this car, he just sees it. Like, oh, you can, yeah, for your son, blah, blah, blah. But if I know Bill Gates wanted it, it's why you want it. Like, is the thing valuable for real? Like,
0: I, know I get that. More. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, but it's once you like, put a price you on the item, to- once yeah, you but, put a price on an item, it's, it's slightly. If you tell me, but once you me, figure out who wants
1: it, makes it. it ain't about the price on item. Who want I hear
0: it? you, but the only reason I disagree <laughs> is because you and I both still get off trades all the time, and we we with are each, both with, that guy in all the e- leagues.
1: Yeah, but with each other.
0: Well, no, we, we both with, made several trades in, in 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 um in our our league of record with others as well every year. Right, we.
1: but you know the trades I make, man. We gonna get into this another method later, but. I have to make you feel man you know how hard it is for me to. you get off trades more than I do me no man it's pff, no no because I'm a shark and everybody knows it and it's going to be like I'm not getting the rich richer we're not doing that so I can't go to anybody I, this method, I'm just saying this method doesn't work for me if I go to someone I'm pointing out deficiencies they're going to just shut the door in my face because I'm a shark and they're like nah you smell blood nah you want something like, it's not going to work for me. You, you, you like one, of, like a snake oil salesman. You
0: know what I mean?
1: Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you would sell them. You sell water to a well, You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you, you were really a shark, but you come in, smile. You're like Isaiah Thomas. You know, <laughs> you know back in the day with the Pistons, the Bad Boys, everybody See? thought Isaiah, everybody thought Isaiah was the good guy.
0: Nah. But he's like he the big. biggest
1: goon on the team. He was. He really you know was. what I mean? But he's, before the game starts, he's smiling. Him and Magic Johnson kissing at at the uh, half court line. Yeah, smiling. But man, he's the biggest goon. It's
0: game time. It's game time. Right.
1: And that's who you are. Like, you come off like, hey, yay. This works with everybody. (laughs) And this this, is good for both of us. And they fall for it. But me, if I come, they'll automatically say, no. Hell no. I'm the shark you were the wolf in the sheep's clothing. If that
0: but makes it, sense. hey, and I noticed. Look, <laughs> quick, quick sidebar, quick sidebar. I noticed last year you tried to change up your methods a little bit. I'm a, I'm a shit talker. I don't care. Look, look. I, I'll talk shit to you and then I'll offer you a trade. <laughs> like, yeah, um, don't, don't. Last don't care. year, I That's tried. part to be of the game. Quiet. this dude I try not to speak much? I'm like, I'm not
1: gonna say nothing. I'm gonna just stay in the in the shadows and and hopefully nobody, you know, they'll man.
0: I wanted to try that method, but it don't work for me. So somebody going to say something. And I'm like, nah, fin, fuck that. Nah, hey, I'm in the I don't care what you, you fin, got. Nah, nah, The I fin still nah.
1: shows. You know what I mean? When a shark's in the water, you see the fin. So they still see my fin. No matter if I'm you know, swimming low, they still see the fin. So it, it doesn't work. Nah. I feel you. I feel you.
0: Well, <laughs> let's actually go ahead to the long shark trade type. So, <laughs> so, all right. So I'm going to put this out on wax. All right. I'm going to just say it. All right. So in most situations if you a guppy, you should be expected to be eaten by sharks. Just don't be a guppy. That's all. I mean, you like, have seriously, life. like, like have, have some wherewithal about the values of something that I just can't tell you that this is the Mona Lisa, and you'd be like, all right, here's my life savings. I mean, if that's what you're going to do, like, I'm not going to save you from yourself. Like it's it, Especially if we're talking about a money league, or if we're talking about a league where we're where pride outweighs my look there is no trade that is too lopsided if you say yes to it i'll say i'm gonna put this out here for everybody that has uh the ability to veto trades in your league unless it's collusion which means two teams are teaming up to try to take the championship other than that it's going through why nobody vetoed (laughs) <laughs> david johnson going to houston and then sending hopkins to, to to the cardinals that was a dumbass trade if i ever seen one did the nfl vetoed it no i can't save you from being stupid it's your team and there's going to be somebody out there who's stupid L- let's just call the thing a thing let's call an ace, an ace and a spade a spade if you're that person it is incumbent upon me as a shark as a astute fantasy owner and player to find you take advantage of you and then use what i get from you to build exactly what i want throughout the rest of my season it's not cheating it's not um it's not getting over it's a part of the game that's like getting mad at somebody for hitting you with a draw four when you called uno i was supposed to do that like like, what are you talking about like how you gonna, you, you mad at me for bluffing and poker it's a part of the game quit crying either get like me or get over it that's the only yeah. thing i got to say about it you can see i'm kind of passionate about that one, but it is what... No,
1: nah, I I <laughs> totally but you know if, you know the the kid eventually he'd get tired of getting beat on so
0: yeah if you so get better
1: yeah but that's what they do so now that you have lead you gonna stand right when these trades are made the comments that's coming in the group, yeah
0: oh that's man. what that's what you messed da, it da, up da, more da, than da, anything da,
1: right so now the morale of that person yeah is, yep. is, is in the you know, they not their head buried in the sand. So moving forward, years later, even if you offer them a good deal, they're so afraid what the peanut gallery or the consensus, what people are going to say, that they won't make a move.
0: But the thing that you said a couple minutes ago also also weighs in on that. You can give somebody a great deal and because of who you are, the talking heads are going to come out no matter even if it was a great deal and still try to make that person feel bad. Because at the end of the day, they don't want the other people in the league don't want anyone trading with you because they know you know what you're doing. So it's not even about whether or not it was a good or bad trade. It's about whether or not they can keep everyone else from coming to you with any type of offers or accepting any offers that you go to them with. Um, and there's a way around that as well. You got to kind of um you get to who you know the instigator is, make a trade with the instigator first. So that way you can put out in the chat, "Oh, so it was all good when we was trading, but you just don't want me to trade with everybody." <laughs> else. So so you can you, you can hit them with their same game. But again, you got to be forward thinking and again, you got to know who's in your league. So that, Everything that you do should give you an incremental advantage or an incremental increase. Anytime you're taking an incremental decrease, you're making your chances that much less that you're going to win. And people that make the playoffs versus the people that don't, it's within one or two games. So we're, we're talking just... Incidences and incremental increases can be the difference between you making the playoffs or not making the playoffs and having a shot at the championship. So um that's just something else to take a look at. For sure.
1: But then again, like I told you before, I've I I know, man, my my reputation has is like is exceeding me. Like I've made deals where I've sent trades to people where I know 100% I'm losing the deal. And they'll be and I they still won't accept it. They'll send me something back and say, man wow you give me all this wow man this is nah man i don't know something gotta be wrong huh? like you, like you know what i mean you give them a deal they can't refuse and they like, still refuse and they would be like Phew. you can give them a wide receiver one a quarterback one and a running back one for a number one position and for one player that's either running back one quarterback one or receiver one so they're getting three for one yeah. and they'll still look at it and be like man this is a man it's a sweet deal but ain't do it's it. you do it. you know what i'm saying it's, it's you though it
0: ain't, yep. it ain't the deal it's
1: the person oh, trust me i understand you know what i mean so i've seen i can't deals. wait
0: for the people in my leagues to listen to this episode i be cracking deals. up the whole damn time i know
1: 100 it wasn't good for me just to see what just up the game i just wanted to yeah. test it let me see what you would do and they'll still decline i'm like hey, there's no
0: way you decline that deal but that also lets you know that that's someone that is just made up in their mind that they're not messing with you. So correct.
1: It, it but also, I'm in a whole. YouTube. That's what I'm saying. I'm in a league of that.
0: I'm in I, a full league. T- of that. I
1: probably got in a ten-team league. I probably got two people I can really trade with.
0: I disagree. <sighs> if you're talking about the league we in, it's at least correct.
1: four. Correct. That I could trade with freely without any. You know what I'm saying? Like a legit deal. Like this is a good business. No.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's about three or four.
1: No, two. Uh,
0: what's the who? Who are the
1: two? You and Blake
0: robert so you, you don't you don't you you and dmg don't do business you and ron don't No, do business?
1: man no no because you gotta see these guys are in competition with me they know well, me personally. E- everybody's in competition no 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 it's a difference it's a difference when you want to see somebody win you want to see this person like oh nobody in these... that
0: league want to see me win again But you, I, you win don't want to see all. me win in that league again because if i get the four in, in four, in uh, what, uh, seven seven years, eight years, whatever it was, and you at three at 12, oh, you never going to hit the end of it, just but so you know. I don't
1: mind that, though, right? But this is my thing. It's certain people that they create, you like DMG, you said, right? They create a rivalry.
0: Oh, I love not, that. But I it's not even finish. there. It's not a rivalry. It's, right. it's, it's, but, it's like it's like but, LeBron going back and forth with Jared Dudley.
1: Like but, but why but what I'm saying <laughs> is right, you, you create you create the rivalry, but and within that rivalry becomes harder negotiation. It's hard to do a deal with. So you gotta understand this is they look at you as you know their opponent. So they're not gonna do business with you. It's not about the business, it's about again, this that shark, and I'm not doing I'm not messing with
0: so that brings me to my last trade type and this is the give and go so with the give and go what happens is when you're in similar situations such as Barry and myself you're a true fantasy fiend and everybody knows it you still have to be able to make moves that are necessary to increase the likelihood of you winning the championships but like he just said in many cases there are only a couple of people that may be willing to work with you so what you have to do It's almost like network marketing. You have to take those couple of people and have those couple of people talk to a couple of people and make a move for a person that you may be interested in that you already have a a handshake agreement on to to move that person right on to you because that's the only way you're ever going to get them because the the person that originally had the player was never going to work directly with you. So (laughs) everyone knows that there's that one guy in every league that, It's the exact opposite of the shark. You perceive that person to be the guppy. So if the guppy sends you a a deal, you're automatically assuming that person didn't know what they were doing. So you can use, if you you recognize it early enough, you can use the guppy to further your plan based on people not being afraid to make moves with that person and then that person being willing to make moves with you. So there's always more than one way to skin a cat, as my grandma used to say. So sometimes you got to give and go. Um, That may mean you give up somebody that you necessarily didn't want to um, to a player that can go and get a player that the same way as you said a few moments ago, you know, when you offered that trade that you were offering more than what it should have cost to get a player. Well, You give that player to someone else and then they go get the guy that you wanted to get. And then you in turn go ahead and have that backdoor deal already agreed upon. So That's, that's too
1: much going on. Then you have to trust. it it, it just seemed too much of well again it
0: it it has to be it has to be someone that you work with it's no different than um on draft day it happens in the nba all the time team a will go get player b and then immediately the rights for for player b goes to team a but team a wasn't in a position to draft that player for the team that actually wanted them so you got to It's one of those things that, well, if you don't want to work with me, I'm not just going to sit here with my hands tied. So what other options do I have? Is there someone that is willing to work with me and they like trading just as much as I do. So when they trade with others, now the players that they've gathered become pieces that I might be able to put a package together. So, I mean, you got, you got to be willing and ready to do something if no one, but you know, one or two people is willing to trade with.
1: I feel that. But at the same time you have to trust this other person because I've seen that deal go many ways I've seen where they may make a deal then they might want to keep the person or, you understand it's still competitive um, it may be in a money league so it, to me I'd rather not go that route
0: Because well, well don't just, hear what I'm not saying I'm not saying you just give them a player to go shop for you, you right. you're making a fair trade and if, they, and if they don't keep their end of the bargain you still you didn't hurt yourself by making the initial deals it, just to be clear on that part
1: yeah I'd rather not I rather really do my dirt on my lonely. I don't need no uh, co-defendants. You know, what well, I mean, well,
0: uh, according to what you just said, you do because nobody want to work with you.
1: I, but that's just hey, I'm the lone wolf. You know, it's is what it says that saying is lonely at the top. I understand that's, that. I mean, so that's just something that I you just have to wear it. You created uh, it. You just have to wear it. I
0: ain't you know? wearing it. I would use every tactic at my disposal. To, at this delusion, point, like I said, I mean right. you
1: got to stand. I'm in a league that's been like, 12, 13 years strong. And like I said, if, if I've been to the championship like nine times. Yeah. That's dominance. So whether I win it or not, that's like LeBron in the East. i we be talking about trading. This is another little uh, extra piece um, for, for the people out there. I draft to trade, right? So you have people that they're just going to draft best available guys and feel they rost out, you know, completely. They're going to grab their the running backs. They're going to grab their receivers. They're going to grab the quarterback and they're going to say, this is my team. And if a trade comes, it comes. But me on the flip side, when I enter the draft, I'm entering with trading in mind. Yep. So I already have my mind set on particular guys I know can move the needle for me. This is how I go in into the season so a lot of times and and Zeke will contest it this I'm starting off the season 0-4 all the time I'm the first four weeks I might lose because I'm tinkering my team to the way I want it by making moves but then you see me win 9-10 straight (laughs) going into the playoffs because I've got the team how I wanted it now so I didn't construct it to my liking yeah yeah so that's what I did last year I think I started 0-4 last year
0: I did that in the ESPN and league last year. Ran I was off left a quick nine.
1: You know what I mean? Yep. Jump straight to first place. I went from last to first. But I was able to get my team how I wanted and say, okay, I'm going down here from here.
0: Yep. I was basically in the so, playoffs for 10 weeks straight. Yep. <laughs> so for
1: my first month in the NFL season, I'm trying to get a feel for how the guys are looking, how the offenses are running, how different things. And I'm lining up for the back end. Because you got those guys that we see all the time, they jump out six and no. Oh and they feel they beat in their chest, Ah, and they don't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? The ship goes down
0: from there. And these are all the things that you guys need to keep in mind as you're making your trade decisions. And again, we're available to you. If you have trade questions, if you have uh, considerations that you want to throw out there, get our opinions on fantasy football fiend at Gmail, Twitter fantasy underscore fiend, fantasy football fiend on IG, and for Facebook, it's the fantasy football fiend family Facebook group. Hit us up; we're more than happy to help you out now and throughout the season. Young Vander, give me info.
1: It's Young Vander on IG and Young Vander on Twitter feel free to send me your trade request and if you want to know if it's a good idea or not and if you don't think the ring go through me invite me to your league facts put me in your I'll show, facts. If, you, if, you, if you're if if you thinking I'm just blowing smoke invite me to your league free or money and I would definitely enter and, and, and show you what's going on like my brother did it last, like last year they had this like league in the barbershop and he was just telling people like my brother's real good in this thing and he's like, "Oh yeah, well bring him in. Let's see what he can do." And I won the league. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no trades. I think I lost two games the whole season. No trades. Just straight ran through them. You know what I mean? So now it's like, oh, you know what I mean? Because and those and I'm looking at those guys like, man, this this ain't these ain't what it like. You'd went there and, and did the same work. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you see your competition. You're like, this like, this, this ain't, ain't what it, it is. This y'all ain't have, it. <laughs> y'all have no idea. Like this is our league is. You in, you've been in a couple leagues and you already know how our league is just like, it don't turn
0: off. Yeah, facts. It doesn't turn off the whole season. You got to be willing to work. You got to constantly work. You got to earn that championship. That's a fact. Sure. Next show up is going to help you earn that championship. We got the sleeper episode coming up. Your sleepers are what make trades go. I promise you, you don't want to miss the next episode. So stay tuned. I promise you, we're going to keep giving you the heat and we out. Later. Amen.